Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, oh, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The Trophy of a Good Podcast was always better. Hello, everyone. You're listening to I Cannot Give a Shit. I am tired. Uh, yeah. What are we listening to, Chris? Listening to? What are we watching? This week, what are we watching? Do you, mean? you don't even know. Where are we? Who are we? What's going on? We're we... recording in the morning, and we don't normally do this. It's normally an evening or afternoon. So even is afternoons it... is, is too early. Afternoon. I, I think anything before five o'clock is too early for this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. You're watching the chase. Five o'clock is a sweet spot. You should be watching the chase. And if you're listening to this whilst the chase is on, I'll let you pause it and have a sneaky watch. Go on. Go on. Do it. Pause it. So, how's your week been, Chris? What have you been up to? I did a gig in a cinema with you. You did do, you did a gig in a cinema with me. It was amazing. It was in 3D, weren't it? It was very weird doing it in the foyer of a cinema and watching people go past going to see proper entertainment, as Dave Bailey said. Yeah, going to watch proper entertainment in a cinema. Films that cost up to like billion pounds, but don't want to listen to our views on the world. Someone said to me once that Dave struggling is the best thing in the world, and it is. 
him trying to put a, his set together. Dave Bailey we're talking about here. <laughs> and having yeah. a go at the bloke that was cleaning the pizza oven in a burger oh. place. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. Why was he cleaning a pizza oven in a burger place? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I think you've not made it in life until you've got a gig next to someone cleaning a pizza oven. I okay. think that is the icing on the cake. And you went up to the balcony and talked to a family that were eating. I did indeed. That, that one guy who was clearly on a date with one of them, but her mates came along. It was, you know, it's nice to see other people's awkward situations and not be part of them. He was. You went over there and made yourself part of it. I, I did. I made my, like, just as a kind of cheeky nudge to the fellow going, Do you know what, mate? We've all been through this. We've all been friend-zoned to a ridiculous degree, and that is where you are right now. I didn't say that out loud because that would be horrible for the poor lad. Are you? Are we going back again? Are we going back again? <laughs> what do you yeah. say like that? Like you did time. Are we going well, back again? Are we going back again? Well, when I did it, I sort of powered through. I just didn't stop. I just went right. I'm going to keep going. Doesn't matter what happens. The romanticism that you talk about comedy sometimes. I just powered through. Like you'd never get an actor talk like that, would you? Going like, well, what I did is I just powered through that bloody performance. I powered through that audience. <laughs> Well, there was a plane going over during one of the takes, but I powered through and kept I going. I powered through. Oh, do you know what? No one was laughing, but my lines were hitting them one by one. They were the laughing, name... by the way, because they were laughing it's... a lot. It's the name of autobiography. I powered through. I powered through. And it's just a picture of you, uh, I'm presuming, with a backpack. Yep. One of those walking sticks, uh, smiling, saying, I powered through. Holding Zeus's electric bolt going i have the power oh, no, that's i know that i have the power do you know what i'm actually named my dad wanted to call me he man but couldn't because my <laughs> mum said it was a ridiculous name and people would be very disappointed in future meeting me saying hello i'm he man so that's how i ended up with adam he man he man jones i would have been he man jones <laughs> that would have been i would have had to have been a blues player there was nothing else I could have done. You know the other week when you wouldn't tell me your nickname? Yeah. Yeah, I think you've just have. Oh, mate, I did a bit about nicknames last night. I forgot about it for two years in school. Uh, you, you know when someone like decides to call you a nickname that sticks forever and you're like, yes. oh, uh, Onslow was my nickname. Uh, from Keeping, from up, keeping appearances. up Appearances. Yeah, and, and you know, and it just didn't really shake. It, like, even a few years later when we'd left school and got into the big wide world, I remember being in a club and I'd lost weight. One of the rare times when I was going through a slim period, I was looking pretty good. And I just remember this group of lads going, on slow, on slow, on slow. And it just, it just broke me. And I think that's what put the weight back on. Well, my dad at he, school, like. his writing was really... Um... Slapdash, so he was called, I think it was like Slasher, meaning Slapdash. But then it just feels weird that your dad's nickname is Slasher. <laughs> it's like, just uh, I had prisoner dads that would help. Uh, <laughs> and people come and go, all right, Slash. It's like, this is weird. <laughs> but also, also, it was one of these names where that's one of the explanations for what it is. But I think my dad had another one and his brother's got a different one. 
So no one actually knows where it's come from completely. I my one of my dad's mates was called Mucky Mickey, and I said, "Why is he called Mucky Mickey?" Obviously thinking he might be in the blue videos, and then he told me once, "Ah, oh, because he's Mucky with a blade." And I thought, "Oh, not to mess with him." Uh, turns out he was a bin man. <laughs> like so, uh, yeah, because he was Mucky with a blade. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh God." <laughs> Just empty in the bins. Ah, childhood. My, my granddad had someone called Fluffy, and he wouldn't tell us what the nickname was. Apparently, he had a fluffy ass. That's like, but he wouldn't tell us. He's like, no, no, I'm not going to tell you. I thought that is quite tame. But how did you know that he's got a fluffy ass? And how fluffy would your ass have to be for it to be like a nickname? Like, would it like pop out of the back of his trousers when he sat down or something? I have to call him like some rabbit pun, you no know, thumper or something. Why is that? Because he's got, he's, he's got a hairy ass. <laughs> this, I, I feel this, we seem to be turning to a therapy session every week where stuff comes out which shouldn't. I feel, I feel like there comes a point when you can't get away with it on the stage anymore. And then it turns into podcasts of let's talk about what really went on and why we do this. Yeah, let's talk about the stuff that I never talk about on stage. <laughs> because we need we need content. We need content. No one, no one, don't over with that. Oh <laughs> well, do you know what? Shall we start the show? Yes, start the show and introduce me again, like you did last week. <laughs> you totally seem sad then. Like you're having so much time <laughs> in the free app. I don't want to start the show. I don't, I don't know. I, I like, I like nice this bit. Time. I like this bit there. I don't have to view anything in this bit. It's freeform. This is it. You don't have to. It is freeform. It's like jazz. Do you know what I've learned? This don't work on a stage. Trying to do a podcast format with an unsuccessful podcast on stage. Never doing that again because the audience don't know what's going on because they've not heard. Do you remember? Were you there for that? For this? It was on the sitcom show. No, I wasn't there. You didn't book me. Basically, I. Oh, sorry about that. I was going to put you on the next one. I basically rewrote Nevermind the Buzzcocks, but with sitcoms. And I thought, oh, it'd be a bit fun like everyone, but it turned into just like more of a quiz. And the audience were more confused that they couldn't join in with everyone else. And it was just just very weird. Great idea, lousily executed by me. Does this feel like a sitcom? There's an idea. I'm going to host it and bring it back. Sod it. I am going to bring it back. I'm going to do it this month. Do you want to be on it? Yes. What? what, what so they didn't. The audience knew the answers to the questions, but you weren't letting them answer. No, because I thought it was, I was trying to make it like a show and record yeah. it, but they just weren't. They just weren't coming with me, mate. And they just were more annoyed that it was a quiz. I think somewhere along the line, someone had gone, "Oh, it's a quiz night tonight," and it wasn't. It was a structured show with amazingly oh. written jokes by me. Why I didn't you have substandard written jokes? Why didn't you have the comedians as one team and then have the audience as another team until they felt they were part of it? Of that team Where were you? Where were you <laughs> when I was filling out that idea? Yeah, that is a great idea in hindsight, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. I could have told you that halfway through the fucking show. I wasn't there. I could have said it if I was there. <laughs> Why don't you just get the audience? Yeah, yeah, that is a good idea. You can't change it halfway through. They don't do that on Saturday night takeaway, do they? No, 
Well, they do with Stephen Holden. He's gone rogue, isn't he? He does whatever he wants. He's off script. I love Stephen Holden. And there's enough of those stories for another time. So, are you ready to start the show? Yes. Let's let's do this. Come on. Well, let's roll them titles. There, you're listening to Small Screen Night. It's the only podcast in the whole entire universe, galaxy, world, or whatever you want to call it, the place where you exist, where we review every single TV show from the 90s out of 90. How long will it carry on for? God knows. But this is episode 14. And on this week, we are reviewing some great shows. And I would be nothing without my co host. I've already introduced him. Here he is. Hello, I'm still here. Just because the music played didn't mean I disappeared. It's weird, isn't it? Turn into like kind of radio man all of a sudden. He's back on the airway. I am very, very tired. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do do that to just start right now. Uh, I've, I've gigged quite a lot recently, which has been great. I love gigging. But oh, we've got mean... back into the preamble again. <laughs> I'm just kind of... <laughs> Right. I've watched everything. I've gone through it. Luckily, it's a solid week, listeners. There's some great stuff coming up. Uh, but just to give you that, I'm tired. And generally, when I am tired, my thoughts and my processes are slightly off kilter. So, uh, strap in. So, what show are we doing first? Do you know what, Chrissy boy? I'm going to let you choose whatever one you want. Right. The first show today is the classic CITV show, Zap. Zap! I like the way we leave a pause, even though I could edit out the pause. Oh, I love that. Is that it? No, no, I thought we were coming out in the summer. <laughs> Is that your review? <laughs> I like that. Right? Well, how much would you give it? <laughs> <sighs> we should do it one week. Just have a complete, really big ramble. And then, do you like it? Yeah, how much? All right. 80 points, right. and then away we go. I It was one of those shows that I always remember watching on CITV, and that's exciting. I always get a bit annoyed because comics were never that fun in the real world, were they? No, like the Beano and stuff. Well, I like the Beano. I like the Beano, the odd drumstick lolly. I mean, that was a great time. A Beano with a drumstick lolly was the best week ever, or with a dip dab. That was a good Beano week. I've got a Beano annual from 1994. But the only problem is I wrote my name in it. So now it's worthless. If I went on Antiques Roadshow, I'd be like, you idiot. When you were, you idiot. When you were eight, you wrote, you wrote Chris Barnes into a book. You 
stupid fool. I I would pay good money to see you go on the Antiques Roadshow with a Beano annual from 1994. <laughs> well, about that year. I don't know. I thought that, well, also you can just go on eBay and you'll find it, the, another copy of it. I think long. people have come round to the, the antiques thing and thinking, oh, we collect everything. Nothing is, everyone's, not like in the old days when everyone used to throw everything away and it used to be special. Now I was like, oh, keep it. It might be worth something. Well, I've heard a rumour that the collector's edition stuff isn't really as collectible as people think. It's more the stuff that people would have thrown away. What was your favourite window? What bit of that opened up and you thought, yeah. Smarty Arty, which I thought when it first started off, it was Farty, farty Arty, which couldn't be, which was played by Neil Buchanan, who did his own voice as well. You can hear that he's doing the, uh, ooh, blah, 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 ooh, blah, his magic pen. Oh, Buchanan. He got a lot of work, didn't he, Buchanan, from CITV? I think he shouldn't have been in this. He should have... He said, hang on, I'm, I'm better than this. <laughs> is, that what you, is that what his agent should have said? Buchanan, there's work coming for you. You don't need to do it. Nah, I'm there. Where there's art, there's Buchanan. Have you seen Have you seen the Kenny Everett sketches where he used to have a pen and he used to draw stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very similar to that. It's very similar. And I noticed that every every scene had the same music every week. I did notice that. It was the the bit that got me. And, like, the problem is with doing this show, and we say it every week, and, like, you watch something back and realise how crap the production techniques were. The hands, the hands that made stuff are clearly just some hands with some tights over them. It's so obvious now, like watching it back, oh, you're making things with hands. Like anyone in that production meeting just go, hold on, lads, before we make this, <laughs> maybe put some more effort into those hands and not just cover them in a pair of old tights. There might be new tights. I don't know. The, in the one I watched, they just filled up, they had an elephant and they filled it up the glass with water. So then elephant turned around without them touching it that's not a magic trick that's that just, they just put water into a glass that's just gravity yes that's not magic that's gravity that, that old I'm, catchphrase i was annoyed by neil buchanan because he was fishing and he drew a rod and then yeah. he drew a stool to sit on and he, he stood there for ages and then like a couple of minutes in he thought oh I'll draw a pond so there's fish in it. I thought, why are you, what are you stood with a fishing rod in front of nothing? <laughs> and he drew, he drew a fish as well. And it's like, well, you, you should have drawn the fish. Yeah, and the pond. You just draw the fish. And, and like, you don't, you don't even need to draw the pond, just draw the fish. If you had a magic, this is the thing that annoys me. Like, there's so many shows like Penny Crayon as well, could have drawn anything, never did. It was always something crap. It's like Burton's <laughs> Watch. We're not going back to Bernard's watch, but the boy was a better end. Or uh, the Queen's nose. You could ask the for Queen's anything. Let's have a rabbit. Yeah, let's have a rabbit. That's all I want in the world. Oh, kids don't know how to wish. That's the thing. What annoyed me with that is that they have extra windows, which obviously nothing would ever go out of. But I wanted to go into one of them once. It's like, yeah, we've <laughs> we've done Cuspert Lily and Daisy Dare You and. Uh, the hand men. I want to go into the one with the question mark on. The, the question. I did sometimes go into the question mark window. 
Did they? What was in that then? So. It was just a very, it was kind of like a variation of one of the other characters, I'm pretty sure. Or oh. one of those annoying things that they used to do where it was just clips of kids in the school or something doing a project or filling up a pond. You know, stuff that that's really what you want to watch after leaving school is videos of school. I like the just fact that all, all the characters point. So it's quite obvious where it's going. And also the character yeah, that, that was there isn't there anymore. Yeah, because they've now turned into a cartoon character because they're sucked into the real world. What was that catchphrase? And so was at the end of every everything that happened. I've got beef with Zap anyway, because <laughs> at this time I was in a theatre group and uh, the, the director came up with this idea to have three plays on at the same time and give a kid a remote control. And at any point they could just change the channel to another play. <laughs> and... Uh, you could already imagine how like chaotic that would be to not only learn free plays but work out where you'd be on the next play when the channel changes to be there. And also, kids, I don't know if you know this, don't have a big attention span. And the idea of just getting people to run around the stage very fast for an hour was hilarious. They built a massive TV screen for it and everything. It was terrible. It's called channel hopping. <laughs> I think it's in my top five of worst things I've worked on. Yeah, yeah, it's there. They built a massive concrete television as well and made this controller just... Yeah, the kids didn't care about the plays. They just wanted to see people run around. Now, not for me to uh, edit it and make it better with a single sentence like I did before, but instead of doing a different play when they press the button, why don't you just do a different character? Once again, where the hell were you? <laughs> like, yeah, just a different character. What do you mean, like, on a multiverse it? Yeah, we'll like, just stop playing, diff have different rules for different uh, plays, and then, like, right now I'm being a strict teacher. And yeah, would that work so better? They're like, oh, they're in the hospital, it's casualty. Oh, he's pressed the button, it's now Super Mario, who's <laughs> doing a massive operation. <laughs> yes. See? It works already. Cutting open the old stomach going, oh, you're going to die. <laughs> oh, I don't know why to do that. I, I don't think in a medical emergency that Mario would be that flippant about someone's health. Oh, I think he would. He hasn't got the bedside manner. He's not learnt it yet, has he? I think that'd be the one thing Mario would do. I'm, I'm going to say it. Luigi, he would have been fine. He's the nicer of the two. Mario, he smacked off his tits on a, on a mushrooms. He spat off his tits on mushrooms. He doesn't know what's going on, does he? He's a shit blubber as well. I hired him once. He was gone for 10 years, said he found out a war pole. That was terrible. <laughs> I said that out loud. You can tell I'm tired. All right, Zach, what did you think? Did, did it bring up any childhood nostalgia? It did. I, I do remember it, and I did like it at the time, but it's not for me now, obviously. It's not, um, it's not for me. Well, they it's got not Daisy. For you, Jen. They got Daisy. Daisy made these kids wear painting hats, and they had to paint like a little Dalek on the wall, and that was her dare that she did. She wasn't my favourite one. She wasn't well written enough. They really didn't flush out the character of Daisy Dead. No, no, I, I thought this is this is <laughs> incons inconsistent character work that's, that's happening here. 
she wasn't hot seated. A so lot of it was dis- <laughs> How would she think about this in this situation? What would, what, would da- what is Daisy's motive? Why is she daring everyone? What is she running from? Commitment. <laughs> it did feel a bit like a poor man's Mr. Bean. It did. I would give it 25. I think Sorry, 25. No, I would give it 26 because we always give it on the half and then, yeah, 26. Well, I would give it 26 to the half. 26 and a half? No. There's only one other show yeah. that said half. What was it? Don't, don't, don't ask me questions like that. I found out last week that uh, Petswin Prize has got 85. So even if we had given Families at War the 80 that we did give it, it still wouldn't have beaten it. Do you know what? That's the thing. Like, 90s really needs to pull its weight that Petswin Prizes is so far the greatest show reviewed out of about 50 shows. Well, wow, there's only one thing left to do. Let's lock it in. So that is locked in, the classic. That is. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
that. What's next on our book of wonder? Well, what happened when I was younger was that uh, I used to play b-ball outside of the school, and uh, one one day these kids came along, were up to no good, trying to making trouble in my neighbourhood. So I got in one little fight, and my mum got scared, and she sent me to become the French the, the French Prince of Off. Oh, I fucked that right at the end. <laughs> I became the French Prince of Bel Air. Hello. <laughs> Good evening. I thought you said the, fr- the fringe prince of Bel Air. I thought you were just the prince of the fringe. The prince of the fringe. I am oh, the prince that, of the fringe. That... Do you want to go to Edinburgh? You are. You, they do call you the fresh prince of the fringe. Anyway, fresh prince of Bel Air. Play the theme tune. is a story all about how my life got flipped turned upside down and i'd like to take a minute just sit right there i'll tell you how i became the prince of a town called bel-air in west philadelphia born and raised on the playground is where i spend most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase and sent me on my way. She gave me a kiss and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? Hmm, this might be all right. I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said fresh and it had dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, man, forget it. Yo, home to Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, your home, smell you later. Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air. So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, everyone... Hates it. it, it's rubbish, isn't it? Do you not like it? No, of course it's it. Yeah, some it's do you know what though? It's one of those ones where the writing's so good it can do a sad moment and then all automatically it clicks back into being funny. Like the one where Will's dad comes back and then leaves again and then just Uncle Phil hugs Will. It's beautiful. What episode did you watch? I watched Bank Shot, where Will goes to a pool place with his Uncle Phil's car and uh, loses it to a man who um Hustles him, and oh, yeah, Uncle Phil, funny. Uncle Phil breaks out Lucille. I love it, <laughs> Jeffrey. Give me Lucille. <laughs> I uh, I love this episode. It just it's Uncle Phil at his best. Shredder himself, <laughs> shredded on the pool table. Uncle Phil's the star of the show sometimes. Oh, that or Jeffrey? I don't think Jeffrey got enough screen time. <clears throat> and he actually is English. Yeah, why wasn't there a spin-off? Je- Jeffrey. Jeffrey the butler. Jeffrey the butler becoming really rich and go working for himself. Have you ever seen the episode where Jeff, where Will plays a prank on Jeffrey to make him look like he's won the lottery? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's a, 
to Jeffrey like quits his job and says, I don't need to work for you morons anymore. <laughs> Isn't that right, fat boy? And then he realised he hasn't won the lottery. And, uh, oh, I made a fool of myself. So they have to go and find him. That's classic Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The problem I is, I loved Will Smith. Mm. But ever since he went round slapping comedians, I can't condone him in anything now. Now, I was a bit like, uh, Uncle Phil's right. You're just being a dick. You are just being a dick. I feel like I used to love Will Smith. Like, Men in Black, he was great in that. Uh, Independence Day, you... Uh, but I just can't watch him now, knowing that like he disagreed with someone, slapped him in the face, and that was seen as all right to do so, and especially to a comedian as well. Like I kind of feel like, no, you fell in. you don't deserve anything. I think people in the audience thought it was like a sketch that they were doing, and then it turned out, oh no, it's not. When he sat down and started yelling at him, it's like, oh, this might not, that might not have been. Oh, yeah. Well, this is taking a weird turn all of a sudden. But that was the thing with that whole routine. One, the joke wasn't strong anyway. Two, it was it was based on G.I. Jane as well, which is a bizarre <laughs> franchise to base a joke on in this decade. And also, don't just slap someone because they've made a joke and you work in the entertainment industry. Yes. I, th- I, th- I don't think, yeah. I don't think he was pulled through the coals enough for that. That and I am legend. But I don't know why Chris Rock was just going around roasting everyone for. I was like, just do a silly joke, open the envelope, say who's won and get off. Just give him the bloody award. Say a joke. Unless you've written something really good. <laughs> You're not Ricky Gervais. Nothing. You're not Ricky Gervais. And there is no joke, no joke that involves G.I. Jane that will ever land in this decade. Well, ever. a lot of people like... Oh, the Demi Moore film when she had it. Exactly. If you have to get a reference point out of your head to, oh, all dogs go to heaven. (laughs) Also, in the episode I watched, um, there was a joke about something (laughs) and Will Smith called Uncle Phil bald. And I was like, oh, it's all right for you to do it, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> oh about having a haircut or something and he's like well you don't really need one or something because you're bald and i was like oh, oh the tables have turned now isn't it yeah look at that oh oh you, you should have thought about that 22 years later <laughs> you go around slapping people for calling your wife bald if it weren't for the rest of the cast and will smith i'll be honest i wouldn't give it anything but mainly, not just the slapping, but have you ever seen After Earth? No, no. I, I'm aware that it's him and Jaden lost. Yeah, lost in script, lost in plot, and lost in time. I don't well, know. I'm, did, did... I'm a big fan of the Will Smiths because I've still got Will Ennium on, on CD. I bet you have. I bet you have. That's what you play <laughs> when, when, when you go out cruising. It is. Miami, Will Ennium. Oh, and it annoys me with Bob Bob West at the beginning. It's him and Jaden going, hey, there's one more record on the... There's one more record left, man. What should we play now? And Jaden's going, Wild Wild West? No, man, what do you want to play? Wild Wild West? All right, man, fine. And it's like, why is this at the beginning? (laughs) 
you're, you're, you're leaving out as well. You go through, I've got so many great new songs I could be playing yeah. right now. Wow, wow, West. I could play, just... um, what would you want now? One of them's called Um, isn't it? Or something. Um. So, Jaden, look, it's only a couple more records left on the album, man. Like, what you think I should put on now? Wow, wow, what? Really? Nah, come on, man. People uh, people heard that. I mean, I, I got some hot records. I got the rain. I got, uh, what should I do next? All right, look, you, you know what? Look, I'm, I'm going to just go on. I'm going to pick my uh, own. I'm going to put something else on. Uh, all, right, all right, man, fine. Wow, wow. We're best. Desperado, rough rider. Whoa, you don't want none of this, none of this, none of this. this Buffalo soldier, look what I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when they meet Jim West at the Wild Wild West. When I stroll into the Wild Wild West. Sorry, what I, film I, we can do for big screen nights is Wild Wild West. <laughs> Definitely fucking Wild Wild West. I say we just do a trilogy of Will Smith and then rate them out of nothing just to smite him. Oh, it's a terrible, it's a terrible film, Wild Wild West. It makes no sense. I like it because I like Kevin Klein, but... It also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I prefer his aftershave. Uh, this Kenneth Branagh with no legs walking around and he's invented a spider. A big old sp- Hang on, we're I'm, doing it already. We can't do it now. I'm so tired. <laughs> when you said it's Kenneth Branagh with no legs, I thought it just walked into your room. <laughs> Why would Kenneth Branagh walk into my room? And how would he with no legs? It wouldn't work. Right, well, you so, think he's uh, walked think in he's... and he's, he's sort of said, oh, uh, work on the new Prado film has gone badly wrong. Would you help me? My legs have fallen off. <laughs> How'd you get upstairs? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hang on. What that only works, only works for you because you know I'm upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I, I want right. to. Uh, what do you think of the the remake? The remake. I thought it. Oh, it does that weird thing of trying to give everything fucking feelings and the storyline. And like Fresh Prince, like the joy of a good sitcom is when the writing is so subtle it can take you from laugh, laugh, laugh to cry to laugh to cry, and very few do it. The problem is. There's a lot of new writers who write things that are so kind of meant to be heartwarming. It's already heartwarming, so there's no laughter in it. And it lost what Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was. And it was just, it didn't need to come back. No one wanted it. Nobody wanted a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air remake. The only person who wanted it was Will fucking Smith. And, uh, yeah, I didn't think much of it. Did you see it? No. <laughs> Well, there we I, I, just It was just like everything else. Soulless, lost all the things that really made it Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. If anything doesn't need a dark backstory, it's a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Also, the backstory of what happened in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is in the song, in the intro. So you don't yeah. need any backstory because you every episode you go, oh, this is why he's here for. I understand. Exactly. Right, was, on with the show. There's a level of genius in that. The other highlight of the week as well that I read somewhere that Avril Lavigne is releasing a Skater Boy movie based on the song. Why? <laughs> Who's, who is that aimed at? It's, well, it would have been all right at the time or just a couple of years afterwards, but now... Oh, well, when, yeah, when someone actually wanted it. Like, so you want to come see this film, this old lady 
wants to make a film about a song that she brought out 20 years ago. Oh, no, no, Dad, no, no. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen in the Northern community? Yeah, no, no, can we watch uh, Britney Spears' Crossroads instead? Yes, you can, <laughs> off we go. It feels more like it was made at the right time. Yeah, like Eminem and 8 Mile. It was he was still famous then. Well, he's he was at his height of his fame then. Vanilla Ice the movie. Oh well um, and it was Vanilla on Ice. Vanilla on Ice. That actually happened once. He he did vanilla ice on ice live in London. That's something for you to Google listeners. Uh, well you, you joke yeah. about this, but then he was in the second Tilly's Music Ninja Turtles film. It, I'm very good, very good in it too. Oh, what's a line in it? That's going to be stuck in my head forever now. Go turtle, go turtle, go. Go turtle, go turtle. It was something, wasn't it? Go mute, go mute. I can't remember. Ah, oh, it's not about Billy Rice and never has been. No, about us. If you're going to be bland, cool. don't call yourself Vanilla. That is, that is true. He didn't think of that, did he? Uh, call yourself like. Jalapeno, jalapeno ice. So, how would you rate it? Would you rate it before the slap or after slap? I'm gonna rate it after the slap. Yes, and how many would points would you give it after slap? Luckily, it had an amazing supporting cast, so I'm gonna give it forty. Forty for the Uncle Phil show featuring Will. The Uncle Phil, yeah. Like Hillary, we didn't even speak about Hillary because the character oh. isn't that well written oh she's terrible it's like they went like we need a really rich one we need a slightly rich one and we need someone who's cool and down with it when she was on screen i was like we'll get back to the pool story come on i'm enjoying this yeah stop cutting away you just just have one story <laughs> it doesn't need a subplot it doesn't need a subplot <laughs> oh i feel this is going to be it when we finally do a sitcom it doesn't need the subplot <laughs> it's strong enough with him going on two dates at the same time. It's not been done before. You you throwing down your papers going, we don't need the circus scene. Come on, <laughs> just go back to where we were. It's strong enough with him trying to work out how he's going to be in two places at the same time. Oh. It's easy. You, you, you book a restaurant and you're just uh, miles away from each other, like I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, I wonder what was the first film or like series to ever do that kind of. Oh, how could you be two places at the same time? Uh, we can't, can you? Well, you, well, I know you can't. That, that that's that's the genius of that plot. <laughs> it, it's like, oh no, that's both here. Uh, and at least with Mrs. Only, only if you've got a twin. Uh, yeah, only if you have a twin or someone who looks a lot like you. So in my case, Henry VIII or James Corden. Or He-Man. Or... or He-Man. Or Onslow. Or Onslow from Keeping Up Appearances. Shall we lock in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? What are you going to give it? it oh, we'll give it about, uh, about 41, just to... So Let's it's in a different 41. place from everywhere else. Let's lock it in. So locked in is Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What's next on the list, Chris? It is a ITV Saturday night classic. It's only blind date.
Blind Date, hosted by Scylla Black. Let me tell you, it was a lot more innocent back then, weren't it? Yeah, well, if you watch things like Take Me Out and uh, other dating... Oh, uh, Love Island. <laughs> it's, it, it feels tame compared to that. What Did you watch the whole episode? Uh, I won't lie. I sort of remembered how it works, so I only watched half an episode with Dave, the train driver, who was a complete prat. I think, though, like, sometimes, like, some of those questions, like, if you were an ice cream, what flavour would you be? A lad to be a banana so you can lick me. Yeah, there was... was It's just weird. (laughs) It's just weird. It makes no sense. I've got lipstick on my dicky bow, which is one of them. And the the cringe answers that came back, I thought, oh, can you not... I've got someone to help you write something (laughs) to answer him. Yeah, Yeah, they obviously rehearse it. It was just such a... I watched the episode with Mr Bean, where Mr Bean... With Mr Bean? (laughs) Have you ever seen it? Well, Mr. Yeah, but it's not, one of the people. That's not proper blind day. And one with Dominic Littlewood was on there as well. Uh, it's amazing. What? Just, Dominic just, Littlewood was on it? Dominic Littlewood was on Blind Day. It's sheer genius. I don't think it would work anymore as well. One, it's too tame. And uh, I just don't think with it, it was very boring. You can get away with it now, I don't think. Have you not and seen the... take me out. Have you not seen the Oji Mabusi vehicle, Romeo and, and uh, duet that's on ITV at the moment, which is basically the I, same format, just with singing? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. It's the same thing. They stand behind a wall and then someone sings and they come down the stairs if they like the person. And if they're at the bottom, then they get a date. And if they're not, they, they go back up again. <laughs> They get killed. <laughs> I've not. It sounds pretty good, though. It sounds like something I'd like to be part of. One of the ladies, one of the questions was, how do you keep young? And she says, when I take my bra off, all my wrinkles come off my face. So that's, <laughs> nice. That's, oh. She's a keeper. I remember playing crap versions of this in holiday parks as well. So I think part of me is ruined from that as well, because everyone knew what people looked like by the end of it. And then, oh, yeah, but uh, I bet they meet them beforehand before they go on. Must do, and then they do that horrible dating thing, like, "Oh, we sent her away to Cairo, and here's what happened." Did you get? Oh on? no! And it, I love that bit. Well, when they're sitting there going, "Oh, he was, he was really grumpy." Of course he was. Yeah, that's what I like. I like they're all happy, and then they get there and go, "He was a right arsehole." The minute we got out of the studio, he wouldn't even talk to me. <laughs> I know time. Cool. Would you meet him again? No, I wouldn't. It's like, yes, get yeah. in. <laughs> I think there's only ever been one wedding as well. Has there been a take-me-out wedding? I think there has been. There must have been a take-me-out wedding. Let's have a look. Also, the uh, contestants are meant to be the funny ones, but then Cilla Black had the best line, which was one of them said, I've got the body of a 20-year-old, and Cilla Black said, we'll give it back then. <laughs> she got yeah, a massive laugh. And I thought, it's not about you, love. It's not about the contestants. I miss Scylla Black. She was great. Like, I think her hosting style is second to none. Surprise, surprise was my favourite. I would try to get a bit of this in my act, just saying that by series 18 of Surprise, Surprise, how is it still a surprise? It's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. It's just surprise. <laughs> I watched Long Lost Family last night and they're like, 
oh my god you found one of my relatives it's like you applied to go on the show you must have thought that might have been an outcome that might happen <laughs> there was one episode once a surprise surprise and this man must have been in his 80s at the time and he sat there with Scylla and Scylla goes when you were a young boy you you were in it I'm not going to do the accent you were in a, a commercial weren't you yeah it's good for uh, something lollipops and you know those old people who keep talking because they're old and they burnt their importance and they probably <laughs> give a lot to society so deserve it mm. but he kept going on and on like, when did you last see the uh, footage of that advert it went well it's not been for for 50 years now and she went well we're gonna show it right now and they all looked round, and they showed this clip for less than literally seconds and this boy just with a lollipop and said do you know what here's the video and she gave him the VHS in a gold container and that was like the surprise. I'm surprising you with a recorded VHS. There you go. And the audience stood up and gave him a standing ovation. Like, I've also lost my brother. I don't know where my brother is. Sod that. Have the videotape. Go and get out. <laughs> have Fucking hell. It's not about you, Captain Tom, still walking around that fucking garden. You need to start doing something, boy. Mate, it was, uh, yeah, it was oh, just such a brilliant show. On Blind Date, also the... Uh... Look what you could have won moment where they bring out the people that they said no to. There oh, is hey. no rule that says they can't find them afterwards and ask them out and think, well, I would have had that one. Would you install that rule into Blind Date and go like, right, well, that's it. No, if you didn't have them on the no. show, don't have them in life. That's what I thought it should be. But no, you, you can't keep in touch. No. Maybe <laughs> they should from... execute the other two. So like after, after they've gone through the other two, then just go into some kind of killing it's like, right, that's it, they're dead now. <laughs> have you just written an episode of Black Mirror? I have written an episode of Black Mirror. So it's all happy and joyful, and they go, right, the ones that don't get through. That's Actually, that's an episode of Doctor Who with him yeah, Big Brother when they get killed. Date. Blinding date. <laughs> well, the, the blinding date. What R. Graham was, was the voice of shooting stars. He's one at the game. Oh, you better say what I was going to give it. Yeah, yeah. Thirty. Uh, I, I, I only I got halfway through the episode. I didn't realise it was an hour long. I thought it was half now. Lots of famous people been on it, and Ed Byrne was on it, and Amanda Holden. I remember has been on it. Oh, Amanda Holden. She'd do anything, wouldn't she, to get famous? <laughs> Bless her. Uh, that's reserved. Um, Shall we lock in? I'm going to give it 32. All right, so let's... Lock... It... In. Locked in. So we're finishing with the greatest TV show ever. I loved this as a kid, and I think this is going to be our first ever bust-up. It is Short Change. Be honest, that theme tune ain't great, but I just 
I loved this as a kid. And even watching it back, like, one, it's got all the big hitters. You've got Kirsten O'Brien in it. The early series, you had Tim Vincent and Otis. Otis never got enough, I think. That guy is pure on-screen gold. He does the gadget show now, doesn't he? And does exactly the same show, but just for adults. Perfect. I, I did not know he did the gadget show, so I'm going to have a little bit of a watch of it. Well, he did I last it. time I watched it. When did you last watch the gadget show? Ages ago. I love that giveaway, Ages. which they give away almost like 10 grand's worth of technology and have to tell you each item as it comes up. Just, say, just put it all up on screen and go, you're going to get all this. <laughs> D- different times. I think oh, they would do it now. I don't think they would, though. Like, you want money, wouldn't you? You just buy the gadgets. You've got yourself I, a brand new DVD player. I put Rip Off Britain for Tots. It's exactly Rip Off Britain for Tots, but it's better because, do you know what, though? We have a lot of laughs on this podcast. Well, that's not what the critics Sometimes. say, but it's not about them. But we have a lot of laughs. Sometimes it's about shows that make you feel. And this show made kids stand up for their rights. Okay, it was a lot of annoying kids standing up for stuff that they shouldn't really have stood up for. And actually, when you're told off, learn to shut up. But I feel this show, it installed a lot. Especially a kid being told he couldn't go into the entertainer toy shop without any parents. Three times he was told, but he still persisted and went in that shop and got the BBC to turn up with a camera crew. And not only was he then allowed in, they gave him 50 quid's worth of vouchers. Also, when he goes in there, has he got any money? Because he's like, oh, I like to go around and look at the toys. But yeah, but also, the idea of going in there is that you might want to buy something. He was actually a notorious shoplifter. That's why he kept being kicked out of the shop. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just part of the he... short change hit squad? Part of the hit squad. That wasn't the hit squad. Now, a lot of you. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm not a um, connoisseur of this program. I do remember so, it. Yeah, but, but, but the hit squad was great. What they did is they took an item. So, uh, Chris, give, give us like household item or something you'd buy on a daily basis. I was going to say a kettle until you said daily basis, but I thought you wouldn't buy a kettle on a daily basis. <laughs> um, you know they're not single use. A. Uh, a washing up bowl. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say next. So it'd be something like a bottle of Coke. So everyone buys a bottle of Coke on a day-to-day basis. So 500 mil bottle of Coke. And what they would do is they'd get 2,000 kids in the UK to say how much they pay for this bottle of Coke. And the oh, cheapest yeah. would be, say, in Dover at Simmons... News agents, Coke is only 75p a bottle, but here in New- mm. Newfoundland at Dave's Megamart, it's £2.05. And they'd name and shame them on air, but like if it was a lower price, they'd give them a massive round of applause. But if it was like high price, they'd then shame them. I always felt sorry for the shopkeeper of just going, like, I've got overheads, I can't keep the price of Pringles down. It's not so easy, is it? Yeah. The test goes around the corner. Well, the one they tried to name is shame. They went in there with a massive potato and it cut yeah. just before they went in, into the, the things that obviously they were probably kicked back out again. Or I want to see what happened when they got in there. If you were that shopkeeper as well, 
and someone came to name and shame you for your prices of Pringo, Pringles and Pringos, and that's the knockoff value on Pringles uh, for being the most expensive in the country, and someone coming is a massive potato, how would you react to it? I'd just be like, be all right. You know, why you got a massive potato for? Why are you dressed up as a massive potato? Like, it's not like dodgy workmanship, is it? It's not like the worst crime you could commit of like putting on a few extra pence for some Pringles. Especially if the week before, Dick and Dom had been in there playing an intro. Oh, fuck. <laughs> playing an improv version of bogeys. Yeah. But what we say that, the Hit Squad then got them to cut down their price for Pringles to only 79p. This show got more results than Joe Lysep and Watchdog do. <laughs> Normally it's like, we asked to speak to the person and they said, no, we were afraid that we, they gave us no comment. There they're like, oh, really sorry. Okay, we we give, we we knock them down and make them cheaper for you. <laughs> Another result. It, it was a lot of that. There was a lot of results. One of my favourite bits of the whole episode as well was... Uh, why won't they release a universal games console? Yes. And they go, like, well, there's many reasons for that, for the market of it, and just the reason Sega gave. Sega did not want to meet up with us. I bet they did. I bet they were sat there in that office going, someone wants to talk about a universal games console. Dave, tell them to fuck off. No, but all, didn't all the companies come on and just go, yeah, but we like competition, so we've decided that we're going to keep making them. But isn't, yeah, isn't well, now... All games come out on every console, so that doesn't really happen anymore. I don't really know because well, I'm not a gamer anymore. Well, except really Nintendo stuff, but, but that's the <clears> point, <throat> though, isn't it? Because each mm. game, each console has different hardware and software, hence the quality. But it's a nice idea. You can get universal games consoles now, but you wouldn't want to play the games on them. It's, it was just a but very wanna, odd thing. But I want to play Sonic and Mario. <laughs> Well, you can. You need to get yourself a job, little Timmy. Oh. <laughs> and then what about, got, that, what about that stupid prat that um, sent off to Walkers and wanted a Jar Jar Binks oh, sticky tongue toy? This kid! This kid! This kid! It was a Number one, <laughs> why do you want that for? Anyway, I think I had one. I swear I had a oh, sticky tongue toy or Jojo Binks. What Otis is sat with going like, like, uh, but, but you sent away. Yeah. It didn't get there time, did it? No. Well, Walkers have not only sent you a Jojo Binks toy with the sticky tongue, but a glow in the dark one as well. And he was like, oh, thank you. He didn't, <laughs> no, he didn't even say thank you, which annoys me on Saturday Night Takeaway when they give him a takeaway and they don't say thank you. They don't say, you know, you've got a trip, you've got a ticket for the plane or something. And they always go, yay. They don't go, oh, thank you very much, Antor Deck. Antor Deck. But that's such a crap. I remember. Ow. No, but you're missing also the fact that he also offered him a crisp afterwards and he didn't look that impressed <laughs> by having a crisp. That kid did not want to be on TV. I don't think that kid was the one who sent in the letter. I think he was the only child they could find in the building to put on the screen. Oh, you not telling telling me that it's Catgate again? I reckon it's Catgate. I, but my personal highlight with that as well, that was the worst gift. Like, there was a weird period 
Now, we've got Star Wars every two minutes now. But when Star Wars, The Phantom Menace came out, you remember this, it was crazy. Like, there was so much merchandise and it was genuinely exciting because we never had a Star Wars film in our generation or anything. And there was the Pogs, the Tazos and everything. And then the disappointment of Jar Jar Binks, I think, is one of the greatest disappointments I've ever had in life, let alone those things with the tongue. Now, if you remember them, like they were like lizards, so you'd flick them and then they'd pick something up. But within like two goes, it picked up every bit of dust and crap <laughs> everywhere. Oh man, that kid would have been even more disappointed. I, oh, and I wonder how many packets he'd have to collect. I think sell them, thought they bought them in shops. I swear I had one, I didn't send oh. off for it. I, I think I bought one with two packets of crisps. I thought that used to be the thing. I've still got a Tazos annual down here somewhere. I want a Taz uh, lunchbox or something. <laughs> got sent that's, to me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And well, also keep it that in the old locker. Permission, permission forever pays the phone bill. Yes. Yeah. You can't tweet old in. School. It was a great bit. There was another clip as well, which was Otis talking about the new form of music called downloading coming in. Did he? Did you see any of this? Oh, man. Like, it was an extra clip. Oh, so they go, some websites will charge you up to a penny a listen for the song. <laughs> what? Well, they used to be. It, it, it used to be like 10p or something to download a song. Yeah, and like, oh man, just, just different times. The idea of like when downloading music was like insane and you couldn't just buy singles anymore. I've said this before about The Office. The Office is a timeless a bit of comedy, apart from the Windows 995 computers in the background, which completely <laughs> make it a period piece. And they had this in this show, which was these massive computers. And it was like, this would be done on a tablet. Did you see the website they showed for the short change website? Yeah, it looked absolutely amazing. I, I really hope that website is still up and running. Oh, I, wish, I should have looked at it before I came on. Like the Space Jam website. That hasn't been updated since 1995. What was it? The This Morning with Richard Not Judy website that was on, I tried to email it after we'd done it and it, it came back. Uh, the email came just straight back again. <laughs> oh. I did uh, I did get the email address of short change. I really want to like, send them a little email. I don't. I think they must have discontinued it. They can't be open. <laughs> Do you think they're all asleep, like tortoises <laughs> in in the in the studio game? Like no, they're like Ghostbusters, and they, they all wake up and go, "We've got one!" and they all run out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we finally got one. He's found the price of a salt He's and found... vinegar packet of hula hoops in Croydon. They got more stuff done because it was for kids. If it was an adult show, they would have been like, shove off, go away. Yeah. Adults actually have proper problems, though, didn't they, as well? Like, there was one episode, as well, I remember, where these kids complained because they'd paid to eat in a McDonald's and couldn't because there was no room, so I had to sit outside. So I went back to the McDonald's and uh, complained. <laughs> so there's no, not enough seats. There's not enough seats, but we pay to eat in. But when has that ever been a thing, like in any restaurant, like takeaway restaurants, like a McDonald's where you paid extra to eat in? That would have been brilliant if they'd gone up there and said we had there was nowhere to sit. 
we had there was nowhere in the restaurant to sit and the bloke said did you try upstairs and he was like oh oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah Oh yeah, like, I forget like, about upstairs in McDonald's sometimes. It's like, oh yeah, upstairs. I love uh, Burger King <clears throat> in Canterbury because it's not been updated since the nineties, so the bottom looks really like fresh and ready, but upstairs looks like this big pink and purple building. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, like, oh, no one comes up here, do they? Oh. I've missed me opportunities to speak about something because we've gone past it. About faking things, there was a show called Why Don't You? And Ant McPartland was on it, I think, when he was a kid. Oh. And they, Russell T. Davis, who writes Doctor Who, wrote on it. And kids were sending their recipes. And all they kept sending in was Rice Krispie cakes. And he's like, we've done this. So we had to invent ones. And then he put them on air <laughs> just to make it more... <laughs> Yeah, we know everyone knows how to make Rice Krispie cakes. Come on, come on, right? Just put something else on. Rice Krispie cakes is quite simple as well, isn't it? Yep. But you wouldn't know anyway. You need any training on this. <laughs> oh, I've done it. Melt the chocolates, get the Rice Krispies. There you go. Finished. Put it in the fridge. Hope for the best. If you're feeling, if you're feeling adventurous, put a marshmallow in there as well. <laughs> is there no equivalent now on television for short change you think that they might get the... everything done they sorted it all out all the problems were solved it's our There's ended no need. <laughs> they, they solved it all they did it in just 12 easy series i love short change i think it was something from my childhood i want to give it 70 discuss <laughs> 70 <laughs> 70 this is like when i tried to Put Bodger and Badger high, and you were like, "Fuck off! We're not putting it. We're not giving it 60. Well, uh, this, this is it. Rules have changed. <laughs> I've got new rules. I've got a bad, 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 bad. Seventy, right? We've never done this before. Pitch me why it deserves seventy points. It solved all the problems for kids. No, that's not an answer. It got that kid his Jar Jar Binks. I don't think right. We can't lock it in. I think we need to put it on social media. And we think people need to vote for it. On this no, no, that's, that's too much. That's too much, Ashel. Right. <laughs> 65. I'll put 65. I love the way... I'll go 65. This is too easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, mate. 65, I'll take oh. that. All right. Brilliant. I, don't agree, I don't agree with it. Well, no, but you've it, was, said it, it was quite though. funny, the kid, the kid and the Jar Jar Binks and uh, them going around... The, Games. Well, in hindsight, if you'd watched at the time, you would have thought, oh, this is the future. They might come up with some kind of um, standard thing. Universal games console. Yeah. Just to, Well, just imagine, like, now, if you like all these streaming services, if you had, like, one place, like this box that you had in your room that had all the channels on it and maybe had like some kind of satellite dish outside so you could receive all the channels that would be a good idea wouldn't it if they did that people say that was streaming platforms you go everything's in netflix you look at it and go well no there's about eight different streaming platforms we still have eight channels but you can still watch what you want now and it's it's odd isn't it when you think about it some of the channels repeat the stuff that is on the streaming services yeah. It's an odd <laughs> world we live in. Shall we lock it in? Yes. Let's 
Lock. It. In. So that is it, locked in, short change. Well, we hope you don't feel short change from today's episode. You shouldn't because you didn't pay for it. So uh, all that it leaves me to do is say bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.